from child abuse to foster care, and then becoming a federal police officer. Now, Carlotta Taylor is a world-renowned international speaker, author, and coach. And she shares with us how she has overcome incredible adversities that will teach you no more flinching. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. I am your host, Shay Sparks. I have found the secret to transforming trauma into treasure. We start by choosing to invest in ourselves first, and then it overflows onto others. By sharing how we have overcome our obstacles, we ignite a tiny spark of hope, love, connection, and community in other people. And when we ignite that spark, the whole world lights up. And that's the power of investing in people. Just imagine what you could ignite when you invest in yourself first. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. Today, my guest is the incredible and beautiful Carlotta Taylor. Welcome to the show, Carlotta. Wow, thank you. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me on today. Well, thank you for being here. It seems like we've known each other so much longer than we actually have, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I think it's only been, um, gosh, just like about four months or so that we've met, and it's... We're clearly sisters that were, uh, weren't raised together, put it that way. Absolutely. So for those of you who don't know, Carlotta Taylor is from the foster care to living in many sh- shelters to count depression and suicidal attempts. She's an author, international John Maxwell certified speaker, trainer, and coach. She knows that is nothing but the grace of God that kept her from the jail, streets, or worse. She was transferred from multiple foster care homes and shelters because of abuse and neglect. She learned early on that if she doesn't transform her mind, she would be consumed by the chaotic world around her, realizing that nothing just happens and that God uses even our suffering to be a blessing. Carlotta seeks to inspire others to press beyond their breaking point, even if she only touches one person. Also, she has 15 years of law enforcement experience from robbery homicide detective to federal police officer. And she is the executive director and founder of Somebody Step In, a nonprofit organization for foster children, teens, and young adults. She offers coaching and mentorship in education, life skills, and much more. Her extensive professional and personal background has opened doors for her and to serve as also a motivational speaker nationwide. And she is also the author of the book, No More Flinching. So excited to have you here, Carlotta. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. So first of all, I love to start all of our conversations with the question, what does investing in people mean to you? Wow, that's a big, huge question. And it wasn't until maybe a few years um, ago that I actually even gave that any type of thought as far as adding it in my own life because I believe the way I was raised, it was pretty much all about me, woe is me, um, beat myself down, being my own worst enemy. 
And it wasn't until I was able to overcome my adversity in life and get to a place where I felt like the number one thing, the most important thing in my life right now is living my life with a purpose, um, walking in my purpose. And it wasn't until then that I learned the power of investing in people Mm -hmm. and the power of adding value to Mm -hmm. people's lives. Like, that's what I'm here for. That's what it's all about. Somewhere along the line, someone else looked at me and they poured into me and they built me up and it's my, the best thing I could do in this life is to to invest in other people so I would definitely say it it is really really important <laughs> to say the least because to me that's what we're out here for is to invest in others oh I completely agree and that's really why I started this this podcast because there wasn't the conversation wasn't out there about it yes. So I love talking to people who have done that. And it's really about investing in yourself first. Like you said, you finally figured out, whoa, woe is me. It's not all about me. It's about other people. But you had to invest in yourself first. And then it overflows just naturally onto others. Absolutely. And you talked about adversity. So tell me about an obstacle that you had faced that made you understand investing as people is something that you wanted to do. Well, one of the toughest obstacles that I faced in my life was being physically, verbally, emotionally, psychologically abused by my father Mm. as a little girl. Growing up, that was my world as I knew it. So my world was very dark. Um, One of the worst days, one of the worst beatings I ever received was on a day that I did something very minute as a child, and the consequences were were enormous. My dad came into the house. He stuffed the floorboards and the windows with clothes and the tish, um, the, the floorboards of the doors with clothes to mute the sounds, the screams from the house. Mm. And he just beat me and my brother extremely, extremely bad. And when I say bad, I'm talking about stomping me, kicking me, mm. hitting me in the head with boards and, and, and brooms. And it's just, it was really, really bad. And so that was one of the toughest points in my life. Now, as I got older, and as I stated earlier, at first it was all woe is me. And it was like, my world is dark. Nothing good would happen for me. And being told things like you're dumb and you're stupid and you're not going to be anything when you get older by your father Mm kind of puts a damper on your world for a minute. Well, once I started realizing that I was more than what my dad said I would be and that he was actually a hurt person who was now hurting me because Mm -hmm. of his past. Yes. And I realized that, okay, wait a minute. I needed somebody there for me. And why did I make it through that? Because like I said, you know, you read my bio. I worked in law enforcement Mm -hmm. and I worked in child protection as well. And I was actually a detective interviewing and investigating cases where children were abused. And I got to see that God did not spare me just for me to make it out. Mm -hmm. He spared me so I can go back and reach out to those children who are being abused because I have a lot to offer because I've been there, done that. And I know that you can succeed. And so... That was a turning point for me when I realized that I not only just made it through my obstacles and adversity in life, but I made it through so I could turn around and help other people who were suffering in those areas. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and is that what made you decide to become a police officer or did something else happen first? Well, I think I became a police officer by default, and it, I, but not really. I think it was a setup by God, and I didn't see it for what it was until I got in it. So it was very hilarious. I actually got hired at a at a car plant 
the same time, the same week I got hired as a police officer. I chose policing because I was military at the time, and mm-hmm. I had just had my little girl, and, and I felt like the police academy would be a good way to work out. <laughs> so that's what made me choose law enforcement. But once I got in it, I realized that's who I am. I am the protector. I am the one who's going to make sure everybody else is okay. So it just came naturally, and therefore it stuck. Because until law enforcement, I did not stay on a job for no more than three days to three weeks. Wow. Yes. (laughs) Wow. And clearly it served you well because you worked up the ranks and became a federal officer as well. Absolutely. So what was was that like about the federal officer, different from just the uh, city beat? Well... Okay, so I went from being hardcore, fast-paced. Like I said, I worked my way up from being a police officer to a child protection detective, rubber homicide, background investigator, police sergeant. Going federal was really like going 99 miles per hour to 15 miles per hour. Wow. Yes, it was totally different. And... Therefore, I had a lot of time on my hands and a lot of time to think. And therefore, I I decided to really do something more purposeful and passionable for my life. And I put in my two weeks notice, uh, what, April of 2018, because I I felt the calling of my life to go forward with my nonprofit Mm -hmm. and go forward with writing my book and work in the area where I feel like I need it most. I love law enforcement. Don't get me wrong. Loved it. But I feel like I can help more people and really operate in my gift because I, I know what I came from and I know what I can help people get to their next level. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm operating in that now. That's awesome. And you mentioned your, your book, The No More Flinching. So tell us about that process. Okay. Well, the process, <laughs> at first, it was pretty much non-existent. It was one of those situations where, you know, I just, I'm writing a book. I'm, I'm going to write a book one day. And that one day turned into 10 years later, still no book, you know, started several times back and forth playing hopscotch with it. And I got to a point where God showed me and tapped me on my shoulder very, very delicately. and was like, okay, what are you doing? So I was driving down the street and um, coming around the curve. And as I came around the curve, I looked to my left and I saw a graveyard sitting right there and it just dropped in my spirit like God was like okay are you gonna go there with everything that I gave you Mm. and I was like thank you God Mm. I don't need a wreck I don't need to wake up in the hospital bed I don't need anything catastrophic to happen to me for me to feel like I need to do what I need to do so immediately I went back to work within a few short months I put in my two weeks notice and I started working so all this time I have been procrastinating ever since about 2007, about this book I'm going to write one day. At the end of 2018, in December, December, I started writing. And I would write every single day, every single night from about 9 p.m. till about 2, 3, or 4 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And I did not stop until the book was complete. And then I started on the processes with editing, formatting, and what have you, and putting the book together. And within a few short months, by April the 2nd, it was being released. That's awesome. Amazing. So it was. It's really, really great. I've gotten hundreds of feedback from several people about how the book not only helps them, but it's also coupled with five steps to overcoming adversity, where I share literally the same steps that I chose mm. that, that worked for me. I share them with other people just in case, because everybody doesn't go through the same thing. But sometimes it could be pieces of my story that can help another person. Oh, absolutely. I completely agree, which which brings me to my next question. Uh, tell us about a time that you were vulnerable with another person 
and it actually gave you confidence. Mm. Man, that right there is a gigantic question. (laughs) But I can tell you this. Let me just do it this way. My book, No More Flinching, is one of the most vulnerable pieces. Ah, uh, yeah. I know it is. Equipped with great detail. And I put myself out there, like out yeah. there like an open book. So every time I sign my name and, and hand somebody and take a picture with, with someone with my book and they got No More Flinching in their hands, yeah. they have the piece of vulnerability of me and just bigger than I could ever even recall having a one-on-one with someone. And when I tell you that book, really, um, even writing it, I can tell my story, no problem. I don't even shed a tear. But when I was writing my book, No More Flinching, I had to go back to some places where there were so many dark places, and I literally was, like, crying uncontrollably writing the book, and I had to stop quite a few times because that's just how much, that's how vulnerable I am with opening mm. up and telling, sharing my story with the book. So, I mean, I would literally say every time someone says, I got your book, I'm like, okay, <laughs> great. I know it's going to be a great read. I know it's going to be a blessing, but all the while. So you never know how someone else would really take your story. Yes. And even though you're sharing for good, you know, there is still some people out there that's going to get something twisted. But guess what? You can't worry about that. Just know that if you're helping one person, then that's all that matters. So I do believe every time someone gets a copy of No More Fetching in their hands, they have my most vulnerable points of life, period. Mm, Beautiful. And I know that you say you want to help just one person. So would you say that's what you would want to be remembered for? That would be your legacy? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. My legacy. Wow. Big question there, Shay. Um, I would say just knowing that that's a lady that showed us her flaws. She showed Mm -hmm. us where she failed and how she got back up, dusted herself off and kept going. How she reached beyond the break. How she did not allow anything to to stop her. No relationship. No no father, you know, beating her up. No nothing. No sexual harassment. No, um, no... No, anything did not allow anything to stop her. And not only that, she turned around and, and shared it with other people and said, hey, you can do it too. So that would be definitely my legacy. Mm-hmm. And majorly, in a major way, to declare no more flinching all across the world. Because as you know, there are too many children, there are too many adults flinching because they're getting hit inappropriately, mm-hmm. flinching because they are being touched inappropriately, flinching because they're in relationships where they're getting beat and abused. Of course, this is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, right. and this is not just about women, men too. I, mm-hmm. I work law enforcement. I've actually worked a case where a man lost his life because a woman stabbed him in the chest, and it was due to domestic violence. So wow. my heart goes out to those who have lost their lives trying to escape a crazy situation, which only escalates the um, the problem. Yes. So my legacy, one of them, is really to to uh, you know just get no more flinching. The theory, the concept of no more flinching all across the world because it's time out for the abuse. Mm, I love that. So you talk about the book. Uh, what else is, what's next for you? What is next? Well, of course, you know, I got several more books than me. So I'm looking to um, release another book in 2020. Yay! And just really gearing and cranking up this train up, you know, being seen more around the nation. Uh, and, and going into some other countries. I would like to be in another country 
sharing my story and and helping and equipping those and helping people to overcome their breaking points um, in 2020. I would love, definitely love to be in another country. So look for me. Look for me all over. No more friendship can pop up anywhere. And yes, I have several things rolling out. Um, I'm also in the process of creating a workbook for No More Fletching as well. Mm. So people can not only just get my story, but they can take whatever's going on in their lives and apply the No More Fletching concepts and five steps to overcoming adversity to making sure that they overcome theirs and they can actually see it and they can see where they're, where they're advancing and see where they need to, you know, do some checks and stuff like that to help them get on their path. So it's like, I have a lot of things in the works. I'm looking forward to coming to Washington, D.C. have a um, pen and speaking engagement there, Los Angeles, California. I'll be there with the Fathers and Families Conference, so I'm looking nice. forward to that. Um, going back to Atlanta in December for um, Chapter 3, which is a women's conference, and I'll be one of the keynote speakers there. So it's a lot of great things I'm looking forward to, and I, I just thank God and very grateful for them all. Wow. Wow. Such a difference than when we met just a few months ago. So much going on. I love it. So if you could say uh, your key to like creating this, this new life for you besides law enforcement, what would you say that key was? Well, um, I would say three keys. I would just give like three and two of them is pretty much for my steps. Well, one is Changing the way that you think. Like, mm-hmm. when I say change the way you think, I don't mean that just cliche-ish. I mean, if you know, notice and find yourself thinking things will not happen for you, if those thoughts, those negative thoughts, like, keep popping up in your mind, you have to, like, create the thought, change it, and make it different. Rewire your own mind, basically. Yes. And you cannot allow negative thoughts to seep in because they would keep you bound. And you will never get to a place where you can even see yourself advancing or going to the next level. That's why you go around the same circle over and over because you're not getting it. Because, first of all, you're not even thinking that you can't get out of that. So I would say change the way you think. Think more positively. Think that things can happen for you and declare them to be that way. Two, I would say, make sure we're focusing on what's coming out of our mouth Mm. and that we correct the thoughts and that we allow only good things to come out of our mouth. Like that pretty much sets the stage for everything. And you really have to feel it and believe it and know it. So once you're thinking, it's in alignment with your speech and you're actually feeling it. Now you're on the path to where you can get greatness. But above all, I would say your spiritual connection, you know, whether you believe in you know, any, it's not about religion, so we're not getting religious here, but you know that, you know, God is within you. Whatever, whoever your God is, but God is within you. You have the spirit of God in you and just get in tune with learning yourself. Mm. Pay attention to yourself. I just left a um, women's conference and I actually was one of the moderators for the panel yesterday. Mm-hmm. And one of the greatest things I heard was a lady say that sometimes we have, we have all of these signs in our own body, in our own life, and we ignore them. Mm-hmm. So you pay attention to your own body, you pay attention to you. We we just tell the body, okay, I'm too tired to sleep. I'm too tired to go to the restroom. I'm too tired to say, you know, you always want to say yes, but you're always saying no, you want to say no sometimes, but you're always saying yes. Mm-hmm. But your body may be telling you you need to lay down. You want to make sure that you pay attention to those signs. Yes. Yes. I, I completely agree. And how many times, especially as women, we don't pay attention to that because we've got, you know, pick up the, we've got to feed the family. We've got to pick up the, the kid, take the kid to the, ne- the next event. 
So we're constantly putting our other people before us. Absolutely. So I love that you said that, especially, you know, focusing in on um, our spiritual guidance and, and where we're going. So great advice. Yes. Thank you so much. So, Carlotta, tell us how are you connecting with people who are different from you? Wow. One of the best, one of the best ways, one, I love diversity. That's just me. I love diversity music. I am infatuated with other cultures. I want to know it all. Like, whether you, it doesn't matter, you're Indian. And see, most people always talk about black and white. It's not just about, it's not the thing, it's not a couple yes. you know, um, religions, it's other people out there. It's not just black and white thing. But I just love everybody from, I, I respect everybody's uh, different cultures. So I love that. And, and being uh, diverse. I, it works so well with me because I'm just like infatuated. Like, tell me everything. Like, I want to know it all. Like, why do you have this dot right here? Like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. talk to me. I love it, you know, and I love the colors. I I just like knowing about other people's cultures. So, um, I have my own, um, well, podcast show, what have you. Um, Claudia Taylor gets to the heart of the matter. I've actually interviewed um, ladies from Portugal mm. and French. And, and it's just really, I just really like, I love it. I would like say something in French, you know, and so it just really, I think it's all about your attitude. Like if you admire other cultures, why not? You know, you, you can love your own, but you can still have admiration for other people and respect and love. So when you operate in that, it just kind of flows and comes to you easily. And there is no barrier. Because if I see you on the street, Shay, and just because you're a Caucasian woman, I, I don't need to be like, oh, she right, you know. That right there is going to be a turnoff, so we wouldn't even jail. But when we met each other, it was like no color was there. It was just like, hey, girl. And as a matter of fact, they were believe in calling each other sisters by the time the end of um, Houston was over with. So um, just throw all that crazy stuff out the door. You can't operate in that, you know. We're all, at the end of the day, we're all spiritual beings anyway, right? I, I totally agree. And there's so many so many nuggets in there. I just want to kind of unpack. The thing I, I love the most is, yes, absolutely. We, it, I'm the same way. I love to like just dive in and peel away layers and like, tell me everything. Tell me all about your life. Tell me about your family. And uh, the thing I like about being in D.C. Uh, part-time is being able to like meet all these different uh, people from all these different cultures and tell me about your country. And yeah. did you go back there? Do you have family there? Are they safe? You know, do you go see them? That type of thing. And, right. and I'm sure you can attest to this as well. The thing that is so common that we don't talk about is it's all around love. Yes. We all want love. We all want, we all love our family. We all want the same things, our kids to do well and succeed. And so that's really when it comes down to it, if you can just see each other through the lens of love rather than looking at, uh, through fear of, Oh, this person is different. Right. Absolutely. So I, I love that. And I love that you mentioned your show, which, uh, I was uh, honored to be a guest on. And, um, I, that's my next question. So how can people connect with you? How can they find your show, your book? Where can they buy it? How can they find you for speaking? Okay, great. So first things first, if you want to get a autographed copy of No More Flinching, definitely, um, link in and tune in to my website, which is www.carlotta.taylor.com. And that is C-A-R-L-O. T-T-A-T-A-Y-L-O-R.com. And I sign every single copy that's ordered directly from me. It's also available on Amazon and Kindle for those of you who like the techie stuff. And 
You can call me directly at 601-460-4099. If I don't answer, please leave a message or a text, and I will definitely get it at some point in time, and we'd love to get back with you. And you can also email me at cd T group LLC at gmail.com. CDT is standing for Collado DeReese Taylor. So just break it down. CDT group LLC at gmail.com for speaking engagements. I'm always, always welcome with open arms to come and speak, whether it be teens, foster youth, or adults who need a story, whether it's anger management, whether it's a substance abuse, or whatever the case may be, anyone who needs to know a powerful story and help them overcome their adversity, reach beyond their breaking point so they can know that they too can live their best life. Doesn't matter what happened to them, they can overcome it. So I'm looking forward um, to everything that's in store and thank you so much, Shay, for having me on. Oh, you're so welcome. And, tell, and what about social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook? Yes, absolutely. So Facebook, you can find me under Carlotta Taylor, okay, C-A-R-L-O-T-T-A-T-A-Y-L-O-R. Also, no more flinching on Facebook. Carlotta Taylor gets to the heart of the matter on Facebook. And you can also find us, Somebody Step In, on Facebook as well as Instagram. Somebody Step In on Instagram, no more flinching on Instagram, and official Carlotta Taylor on Instagram. And I also have some Twitter pages, but we got a, it's a job, it's a whole job working these social media pages. So I'm going to tighten up on Twitter and do some other things as well, but you can find me at those two places. And uh, you mentioned your your nonprofit, and we kind of forgot to talk about that. So please, right now, let's hear about your nonprofit. Absolutely. So, of course, I was definitely inspired to start a nonprofit organization. The name is called Somebody Step In. And basically, the whole the whole thing behind the Somebody Step In is like not just anybody, somebody who wants to do right, somebody with a heart to help people, particularly those who are who are in the foster care system, the foster youth, or aged out foster youth. And sometimes we have some adults in there who pretty much never got any help, never got any coaching, mentoring, or anyone to know that they actually care about them. A lot of times when people go through the foster care system, once they have exited the system, guess what? They pretty much slip through the cracks because a lot of the foster parents were there because of the money. They never really got what they needed throughout the process, and so they're just lost. A lot of them wind up dead within the first year after they separate, which is horrible. And then they wind up being um, substance abuse users or, you know, in jail, and then other things. And sex trafficking is really big going on now, unfortunately, mm-hmm. in the foster care world. So we're there. Somebody step in is there as a family unit. Then you know you're not alone and people like me who went through the foster care system came up through it and reached beyond the break of that whatever that is you know it's it's another story we'll be here all day trying to break that down but people have some horrible stories but we just gotta let them know that hey you're not alone so we offer mentoring coaching Um, pretty soon we're gonna have a a group home pretty Mm -hmm. soon we're gonna have a facility but right now we're doing we're starting it you know you gotta start well, you can, right? So yeah. right now we have a toy drive going on, mm-hmm. and it's going on right now until December 18th, where we will be gifting foster youth ages 7 to 10, foster youth ages 7 to 10 with with toys, and we have like this whole list. I actually have a flyer for that, and Shay, I can get it to you um, whenever we get ready to you know, broadcast, but I yes. would love for you, if you have any, if you would like to donate, if you would like to give out to the organization, we are a 501c3, and if you have any toys that's on the list, 
please, we'll, we'd love for you to send them. We have an address and everything ready, and those foster youth are going to be so happy. And one of the reasons why I'm starting with a toy drive, and I'm going to share this, and I'm going to wrap it up, right? Um, one of the reasons why we're starting with a toy drive first is because when I was a little girl, I would get toys for Christmas, right? And I would be so excited. Like, even through all the crazy, um, my grandparents were pretty much still there and my great-grandmother. They would always make sure we had gifts. Well, I would get the gifts and I'd be so excited. I'd be holding them all tight, daydreaming about how I'm a, you know, like, for one, my favorite pair of roller skates, right? I never got to use them, though. Aww. So, right. So I would have these skates, brand new skates, excited you know when you're a child your toys is everything yeah, right yeah. and so uh get home and then the the gifts will get taken from me pawned and 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 wow. you know drugs was bought and then it would be smoked right there in front of me wow know? and so it was like just ripping and tearing away sure. and and i'm glad that we will be able to give foster youth with toys that they can actually keep you know, oh. so it's just really, it's a, it's a great starting point. So we're starting there. And we have a lot of other great things coming up for 2020. We're going to do a gala fashion show. We're going to have a 3K um, walk slash run. So we have a lot of great things um, lined up for somebody to step in. But we're going to start with the toy drive first. So if, you're, if you are, have a heart for children who are in need, have yes. a heart for children who, you know, they did not dictate their circumstances. They didn't right. ask to be here. They didn't ask to be a foster child. Um, in their whatever reason why they're there, parents are, are you know incarcerated or being abused or neglected by their family or loved ones. But this is this is ministry, mm-hmm. so um, I would love for anyone who can listen to me and Shane to definitely be a part of what somebody step in has going on. Oh, that's beautiful. I love 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 everything that we talked about, and especially the nonprofit that's just near and dear to my heart. So thank, thank you. you, thank you for all the work that you do. Oh, thank you so much. So the last question I always like to leave with is what phrase, scripture, or mantra are you living by right now? Well, let's see here. I have a scripture, uh, one of my favorite scriptures, I believe it's Jeremiah 29. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. And I, I really love Jeremiah 29. Like, I can't recall the, the verse right now, but it's talking about how God, you know, like God will provide you with an expected end, you know, like pretty much God got this, you know, mm-hmm. he got it under control. Like by the time we are actually like playing this podcast right now, like it's already, it was already done. It was already done and created in our mind, right? Yes. We are, God gave us the same power he has, the power to create. Yes. And so when we put our mind to something and we stick to it and we, believe that it can happen, guess what? It's going to happen. And God got our back already. He already knows the end. So I, it's like I know that everything is going to be okay. It's just up to us to actually do it and create it and make sure we're walking in purpose, you know? Yes. Just knowing God got my back. I, I like, because, you know, I'm previous law enforcement, right? Prior law enforcement. And so I got this thing. My, one of my sayings is, God got my six. You know how, mm. you know how the, um, you know how you, we used to walk, I used to walk into a building and I used to clear the building with my gun and we would go in, kind of like SWAT, right? We would go in the building, make sure nobody's in there, you know, whatever the situation is. And a lot of times we always have, have other officers say, who got my six? Somebody always got to have my six. That means have your back, mm-hmm. right? You get that, have my six. Yep. Okay. So I like to just always say, God got my six. That's another phrase. I, oh, like I love that. I love that. I love that. And I love you. And I, like I said, we have been um, kindred spirits from the moment we met. So I just really right, appreciate right. your 
your time and your generosity with my audience and, and look forward to see where you go in the future. Thank you so much. Me too, Shay. I appreciate it. Love you too, babe. Are you looking for an inspiring and energetic speaker or host for your special event? Do you wish to have more confidence, more love, and more accepting of yourself? And you're curious about how to work with me one-on-one? Or are you looking for a brainstorming and visionary consultant on how to grow your business? When your answer is yes, then I invite you to send me an email at heyshay at shaysparks.com. That's H-E-Y-S-H-A at S-H-A-S-P-A-R-K-S dot com. Looking forward to hearing from you. show and it's people like you that make this show possible so we hope that you know you are appreciated don't forget to subscribe comment and share this podcast and when you want to continue the fun and conversation join my official community on the Shea Sparks Facebook page that's S-H-A-S-P-A-R-K-S on Facebook looking forward to connecting with you May your day be filled with the sparks of hope that ignites you to invest in yourself and the people around you. Why, you may ask? Because you are worth it.